0: Revelation chapter 17, with a very quick bunny-rabbit trail to 13, Revelation 13. Revelation 13, just a couple of verses from, from this past several months. It says in Revelation 13, verse 16, And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell except he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, folks, uh, just this week, Sweden... Did you see that, Bill? Sweden is starting an experiment with their banking system. Everyone in Sweden is taking a tiny grain of sand, only it's a computer chip, and it's going to go underneath their skin and their forehead or right here under their skin. And it's so small, you can't even tell. But if you want to pay any bills, you just do that. 2,000 years ago, the Lord Jesus Christ revealed so many things about the end times. Every generation for 2,000 years has hoped and expected it to happen in their life. It's getting closer, guys. We might be that generation that sees the rapture happen and then, and then what happens to her on, on earth is what we've been studying. We've had all these curses and wraths of God and bold judgments and seal judgments and trumpet judgments. That's what's going to happen at the end time. And it's something so silly to think about that if 2,000 years ago, John, the apostle, saw this in a vision of heaven, in a vision of the end times. Believe me, this is all going to happen. This is going to happen. As a matter of fact, you can't stop it. You and I can't stop it. As a matter of fact, whether you believe it or not, that's not the issue. It's going to happen. All these things. There was 28 of them, actually. 28 curses upon the earth. Seven of them were were the unknown judgments. We don't know what they were. So, to me, and that's Sweden. So, uh, and the article read that the rest of the world is watching The rest of the banking world is letting them experiment and then to see what complications might happen and then they will correct it, the rest of the world. It's going to happen. may not happen in our lifetime. I hope it does because that means the rapture would have happened too. So I point this all out to you because now I'd like for you to look at Revelation 17, verse 7. We left off right there last week. Revelation 17, verse 7. We uh, had a rough time today with the furnace. It wasn't working in the church again. And I called Brother Jack up to the church. And between the two of us, between the two of us, He took the chance and pushed the reset button. I was kind of hiding around the corner. Then I checked it. I checked it three, four, five times today. And one time I, I checked it, you open up that little window and you see if there's a flame in there. And I did it, and I did it, and I did it, and then I did it when it was burning hot. And some of you that live near the church probably heard me. What a day. The church and my office have been very cold. I've been wearing a Steelers hoodie all day. That's a promo also. In the end time, Jesus Christ will be coming back to earth again. Believe that. This isn't all there is. There's so much more. This is our boot camp. We are to plan as if we have a lifetime and to look forward to realize this might be our last day, our last week. And we have to be careful with our loved ones. Our loved ones who are ignoring the call of Christ. Be careful. Be careful. Be praying for them and speaking with them. Jesus will be coming back to establish righteousness in the earth. He will bring about the perfect and ideal society and government. He will bring about a pure worship and service of God. But before he does, before he does, he has to destroy all the ungodly things. He has to destroy all the evil that is in this world. Righteousness will not be able to tolerate unrighteousness in Jesus' kingdom. And again, that's something for us to think about. These times are imminent. Rapture could happen this very night before we even get home. Then what? What regrets will we have on who? having having not spoken to, invited to church, invited to Christ. This also means that all false religion has to be destroyed as well. This message here particularly is teaching us that all false religions are going to be destroyed. Now, from whose point of view? The Antichrist. So true Christianity is also a false religion to him, to he that wants everyone to worship him. And if you don't, that's a real simple remedy you die. If you don't bow down to him in his image, if you don't take his, uh, his rice at in your hand or your forehead, you die. It's much easier to receive Christ now. Amen? Well, this message is about the destruction of religious Babylon. Putting all the false religions together. False religions. There's, there's a lot of differences we have with so many churches even in our area. But any, any church that claims that Jesus Christ is the, is the Son of God, Jesus Christ is the Lord, we can have fellowship with them. We better get used to it because when we get to heaven, they might be your neighbor. That's, that is the litmus test for false religions. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord? Do you believe he's the Son of God? the son of that God, son of Yahweh. Now wait. you got to be careful with that one too because there are those, even in our community, that will say, yes, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. But if you go deeper, you find out that they are, uh, they believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, just like you and I are sons and daughters of God. Other religion here, yes, we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, but so is Satan and their brothers. A lot of false religions out there. Why? Uh, I've already acted it out on a Sunday morning, taking the baskets and hand-picking the principles that I want in my religion. And that's what it is now. People are choosing what they want believe. Chapter 17 verse one, verse 7. And the angel said unto me, wherefore dost thou marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her. Now last week we saw in, in the first six verses we saw this woman sitting on the beast. The woman is all religions. We talked about her last week. She's called the great whore. Selling herself out. Prostituting herself out. I will tell you the mystery of the woman. And of the beast that carries her. Which hath the seven heads. And ten horns. The beast that thou saw was. Is not. And shall ascend out of the bottomless pit. We already covered this point. Just to remind you, Antichrist, the beast, was killed. A wound to the head. But then he, he stayed dead. And then he resurrected from the dead. Just like our Savior and Lord. He's the perfect Antichrist. He replicates and rides white horses and uh, does miracles. Hmm. Verse 8. The beast that thou saw was is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and he shall go into perdition. I had fun with this word today. That word is a terrible word. It's a terrible word of going into perdition pure agony, pain, and waste. And That's his destiny. What's more, he's pretty smart. We already covered that, chapter 13. He knows. So he's trying to take as many as he can with him, as many of our loved ones, our friends, our family, our kids, grandchildren, with him, and he's trying to do, we'll talk about how he's trying to do this, He shall go into perdition, and they that dwell on the earth shall wonder. Huh, I wonder. Whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. When they behold the beast that was, is not, and yet is. There is a book of life. Revelation chapter 20. Everyone whose name is not found written in the book of life will be cast into the lake of fire. Whether you believe it or not, whether they believe it or not, doesn't matter. It's going to happen. The book of life is even spoken of in the Old Testament. There is a book of life. When your name is written written in that book, you don't go to the lake of fire. When your name is not written in it, You go to the lake of fire. Fire and brimstone. Again. Whose names were not written in the book of life. From the foundation of the world. When they behold the beast. That was, is and is not. Verse 9. And here is the mind. Which hath wisdom. The seven heads. Are seven mountains. On which the woman. Remember who the woman is. She's all false religions. When the woman, where the woman sits, she sits on, in a city of seven mountains on which the woman sits. Now, I'm a graduate of Liberty University. It was Liberty Baptist College when I was there. Mandy, when were you there? University. Uh... I was taught by some very, very wise prophetic teachers. I didn't say pathetic. Prophetic teachers. <laughs> and I remember this one lecture on this. And this, this particular professor was very anti. Some of you come from background, the background of Catholic. More than one of you do. His teaching here is that that this is Rome and that this is the Catholic Church because Rome is built on in a city of seven hills there's another place here even in this chapter that's going to speak of of Rome where where the the, the woman sits but right after that lecture this is just amusing to me I think I've talked to Mandy about this went home came back into town into Lynchburg Virginia and the sign says on route 29 Lynchburg city of seven Hills <laughs> and I know I I used to also drive a bus on those seven hills that that was tough so that's just fun there there's probably 20 20 cities we don't know for sure at this moment in the scripture where it is. We might know in a, a little later here. The seven heads the very end of verse 9 the seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. And there are seven kings. Five are fallen one is and the other is not yet come. And when he comes he must continue a short space. Speaking to of, of European Israeli history. Old Testament. New Testament times. What did it say? It had seven heads. On seven mountains. Seven kings. Five are fallen. One is. The other is not yet. And when he comes. He must continue a short place. Now. now see if I can get this right. First. The first king, Egypt, ruled the Mediterranean world. After that, Assyria. Assyria ruled the Middle East and the Mediterranean world. Babylon conquered Assyria. Babylon, Iraq, conquered the the Mediterranean Middle East. All these took place in two, three, four hundred year times. Media, Media, Persia, Media, Persia surprised Babylon, and they took over for several hundred years. Next, Greece. Who was the most famous uh, Greek general? I, you have to talk to me later what you meant. <laughs> Alexander the Great. He conquered he conquered thousands upon thousands square miles of cities in the Middle East and the Mediterranean. Does anyone know what he was talking about? Crisco, the Greece, you... What you cook with? Oh, Jack! Wow, that was bad. Did you understand, Bar? You didn't understand. I feel better now. After Greece, there was Rome. Rome conquered not only the Middle East, not only the Mediterranean world, but all the way up into Europe and even England. It's amazing. It's amazing. And we we talked about seven. Either the revival of the Roman Empire, which is America and Europe, or this is new the seventh the seventh conquering could be the islamic empire now i've talked about this before where do i get that from all the beheadings are there any other countries in modern time that still beheads people there's going to be there's going to be millions of christians beheaded for their faith millions of people are going to be beheaded with the sword. There's no other civilization that does that except for Islam. That's just, that's kind of free. And the ten horns, verse 12, that thou sawest are ten kings, ten kings or kingdoms, which have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive power as kings one hour with the beast. It is postulated That the world, when the Antichrist, just before the Antichrist, everybody's going to be normal and say, there's not going to be those sitting out on mountains waiting for the rapture. But when the rapture happens, millions upon millions of the best people in the world are going to have disappeared. They're going to be gone. And the world is going to be in chaos. The governments are going to be in chaos. The banking systems will be in chaos. You, you, everything. And again, some people think that the young children all around the world will go. Whether they have Christian parents or not, do you see the void and the terrible, chaotic uh, grieving that's going to go on? Antichrist steps up. He's going to pull it all together with great majestic orations, great speeches. And he's going to pull it all together and everyone's going, he's going to be so nice for three and a half years. He's going to feed everybody. Everybody's going to have insurance. Everybody's going to have housing. Everyone's going to have, he's going to be so kind for three and a half years. But in doing so, he's going to divide divide the world into ten sub-countries. Right here, that verse. That is what most people believe that verse means. And when it says, but these ten kings will receive power for one hour, that doesn't mean 60 minutes. That means just a short period of time. Short period of time. Verse 13, these have one mind, they all agree on the major things, and they shall give their power and their strength to the beast. These shall make war with the lamb, and the lamb shall overcome them. A couple chapters from now that's going to happen. Hmm. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for He is Lord of lords, King of kings. And they that are with Him are, here's three words, they are the called, they are the chosen, they are the faithful. The tribulation saints that have somehow evaded having their head cut off, not taken the, the beast that are still alive. They are the called. What are they called to do? Listen, this is important. They're called to follow. Follow him. That's what our calling is. We're called to follow him. We're called to be holy. Living a life as much as we can without sin. Intentionally. Trying to live without sin. We're the called. We're a peculiar people. We're called to follow him at all costs. You love Jesus Christ? If you say yes, I'm going to cut your head off. I love Jesus Christ. Take the blade. Take the bullet if you happen to be here. What's it say? They are, they are the called. Secondly, they are the chosen. They are the chosen ones. They are chosen to be reliable and trustworthy, that they can be trusted. There are people in our very church that we we trust them emphatically with our finances. We trust them, our teachers, our youth leaders. We trust them to teach our children and our youth the right ways we trust them once or twice I've had to remove teachers because they didn't I paid a price for that but chosen chosen to be reliable to be trustworthy are you are you reliable trustworthy can you be trusted by the Lord thirdly it says They are the called, they are the chosen, and they are the faithful. Faithful is easy. As long as there's no persecution. It's easy to be faithful as long as there's no temptations. That's easy. But we're called to be faithful to God. I'm so proud of you. This is Wednesday night. You, I, I don't know what's on TV on Wednesday night. But you're faithful. You're faithful to a midweek service. This church has had a midweek service for 100 years, I'm guessing. To be faithful to God, to be faithful to one another. Listen, never let it be said you're not trusted. You're not trustworthy. That you're not faithful. Huh. Too many things in my head. But especially faithful, can God trust you? Can God trust you? In times of persecution, to not deny Him. Are you trustworthy? I've often thought about this so many times. Okay, I'll take the blade. I'll take the bullet. If that's, what, if, if, if that's my options. But they're going to do it to my wife, maybe. They're going to do it to my children, maybe. Now, would I be faithful? I'm going to cut your child's head off if you say Jesus Christ is Lord. I've thought about this for a long time. And it was Captain Geo Naval. Geo Naval. He was a retired... He was a retired ship's captain. I think it was Austria. And I've told the story before, so if I'm wrong, you can correct me. But it was during, the, during a time of great persecution. And where the Catholic Church was trying to, to eliminate... All non-Catholics in that whole area of Austria and Switzerland. Captain J. Naval was in a small little church, small little church just like ours. And here came the cardinal with an army. And the captain gathered up 20 or 30 men to go out and meet them and to defend their, their people when they saw how many, many hundreds, thousands, they retreated into the mountains. Now listen, this really happened. You can look it up. He had four daughters and a wife. The Catholic army came in, captured his four daughters and his wife, and and sent him a letter Kingdom of the Cults, Kingdom of the Cults. You can get this in almost any, any library. And the letter read, the letter's in the book. The letter read, Captain Jan Abel, you will, you will surrender, you and your men, or we will kill your daughters and wife. What would you do? What would you do? He wrote a letter back. The issue was baptism too, for you to renounce your baptism. And he he said, I cannot. I cannot renounce what the Bible teaches. I just can't. I won't. And as for my wife and children, I love them with all my heart and would gladly give my life for them if I thought it would make a difference. But if you decide to martyr them, I will simply have to see them again in heaven. And that's always touched me. That's always touched me, would I be able to do that? Because there are going to be times in the future that there's going to be a great persecution, that it's going to be against the law of the land for us to have our kind of a church. I mean, just this week, one of the the leaders was saying how any church, any church, that says marriage is between one man and one woman. That church should be have their tax exemption taken away. That just happened this week. It's coming. It may not happen this week, this month, this year. But those kind of mindsets are there, and before long we can be we can have people reporting us for money or reward. For how we believe, or how you believe, stand strong. Stand strong for the Lord, and uh, win as many of your loved ones to Christ. Teach your children and grandchildren. Teach them the Word of God, so that they will take a stand as well. Jesus Christ, He's chosen us. He wants us to be faithful to Him. Be faithful. Be more faithful. Lord, go with us into our homes, our lives. Bless these families, Lord, and these children across the way. Thank you so much, Lord, for the warning, the warning, the true warning of what lies ahead. In Christ's name, amen.